This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are back on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. And, of course, we welcome in Eric Streckland, uh, Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, and a wearer of a red hat today. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, yesterday. I think you had a white one on. Maybe you can keep switching up the colors because uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, no, I'm blanking on his name. Mr. Rogers, when he would go out and pick out his uh, little <laughs> shirt for the day, it would always be a different color. I'd always root for one. He usually wouldn't pick the one I was rooting for, but I like switching up the, 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 the hat colors. Yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I've always, like, worn a hat. If you, some people, if they saw pictures of me from back in the day, they, they it's just one of those things. I just love having a hat on. I just feel like I'm covered. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm warmer, <laughs> even though I'm not hot <laughs> or cold, I, used, I mean. So I used to, to wear hats, but I was worried. I used to, like, wear a hat probably, like, every day from the time I was, like, 13 to like 16 or something and then i started worrying because people had told me that i was going to start balding earlier if i start wearing hats that long <laughs> that's probably why i am yeah. <laughs> that's probably the reason why i'm balding right now yeah it's kind of crazy uh, it's the, the thing about balding is to make sure that you at least have a, a head that's at least rounded you don't yeah. have a cone head or something like that you know it <laughs> yeah. kind of looks funny but it, it works for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guys, some guys can look good bald, and some guys just don't. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. worried. I haven't, I haven't tried it too much. I've done the buzz cut enough to think, okay, you know, it, it wouldn't look too bad. Um, but I also like uh, the joke that I always see is about Jamal Crawford, uh, how he's the only guy to come in the league bald and then leave with a full head of hair because uh, he, he had some <laughs> nice hair by the time he was retired. I just figured he never could grow hair. Yeah. Some people, they just like it like that. I mean, I used to have hair. I used to, I think I, I messed some people up when they, they saw I had braids and my hair got really oh, long. Yeah. I think that kind of threw some people for a loop, but you know, it didn't last very long. It, it started going away. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have my long hair back in the day too. It'd go down to my, uh, looked like a hippie. I kind of had to go down to my shoulders. So maybe I'll bring that back someday. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Bring it back. Bob. The, the patience though is the middle hair when it, you just look like a teenager that needs a haircut. For like nine months until it gets to the long hair, um, so that's kind of. Buck, you know you. You you know you rocked the mullet. You know you had the mullet going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I didn't ever have the mullet, but back in the nineties, I did have the uh, what was it? The the bowl cut. That was pretty cool for a while. When I was like maybe in you know third grade or something. <laughs> I'm glad that hasn't come back. The mullet is actually somewhat fashionable once again, I believe. So um, yeah, uh, it, that's the thing about you know fashion and stuff like that. It kind of finds its way back in in the mix at some point in time. It's it's kind of wild. It is it is weird. I, you, know, I you used to have that. the ball. You know, you used to have the like like people used to rock the bell bottoms and back yeah. in the '70s, and then all of a sudden it went away, and then it came back and. You know, people was watching, rocking the baggies, the baggy jeans and the baggy, you know, jackets and shirts. And then you went back to the skinny. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. The one thing I think that kind of went out of, 
out of play was we used to have these things called Kuji sweaters. I thought they were really, they were real colorful and they were real kind of cool, but that kind of disappeared too. <laughs> Do you stick with, I, I heard a theory that you basically like the style or your favorite style is the year you graduated high school. Would you, would you say that's appropriate for you or did you kind of get into fashion later in life? <sighs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I, I think I dress pretty cool. I, I don't think, um, I, I, one of the things about me is I'm kind of a bulky dude. I'm, you know, I'm just very broad shouldered, you know, thick legs, so forth. So I can't rock the skinny jeans like that. They don't, they oh, don't yeah. look right on me. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> what do you got them things on for? So that's the one thing I don't know if I can really, really over rock. I can't really rock the skinny jeans. Like, I mean, some, I'm watching. I'm watching some of the NF NBA guys and some of these NFL guys, some of the stuff that they're wearing these days. I'm like, they, they look like um, the Hulk, like they're busting out of yeah. their stuff. You know how the Hulk used to be dressed, you know, Bruce Banner was kind of, you know, kind of cool nerdy dude, but then all of a sudden he breaks out. Of, that's, that's kind of how it looks like, <laughs> you know, some of these yeah. cats that are wearing that stuff. now. seems like Russell Westbrook really kind of brought that oh. into the league and, uh, Dwayne Wade's kind of turned into a fashionista himself, so it's kind of fun. I, I like I like that part of the NBA. Was would it would that have been weird if a guy really kind of dressed up? Obviously, like you said back in back in your day, at least you know the early part of your career, it was more kind of baggy clothes and everybody kind of dressed that way. The NBA eventually made sure everybody dressed up nicely, but um, would it be kind of weird or, or uh, abnormal to see kind of guys that were really into fashion in the NBA locker room, or or was it just the fashion was just a little bit different? Well, I mean. They they did switch it up a little bit. I think guys kind of could dress pretty casual, and then all of a sudden, um, that kind of changed, and, you, and we had to kind of wear suits. So a lot of us had suits or walker suits and stuff like that. So it was it was fashionable from that standpoint. Who had you know the nice shoes? Who had the nice suit? You know, you double breasted, single breasted, you know, three button. You was going with that. Then all of a sudden, Allen Iverson was like, bump that. I'm going do-rag and, yeah. you know, Sean John, you know. So then <laughs> it kind of it kind of got a little lackadaisical because he was killing the game. And so that kind of waned away. But now it's just a free-for-all. It's whatever, whatever. Do what you like on that joint. <laughs> oh, I, I, it really is. I like to see the different uh, clothes that people come in. Kyle Kuzma's a big one. Uh, the pregame fits a big deal now. It's, it's something that uh, maybe with social media has kind of blown up. Uh, I, I, I like you maybe have tried some of those things and thought that is not going to work on me. So uh, I can't wear it all, but it, it's, it's kind of a fun part of the game, I think, nowadays. And, and maybe some people don't like it or whatever from their old school, just go in there and play tough or whatever. But uh, I think it's kind of cool uh, to see that develop. And, and while we're kind of on the topic, um, uh, well, and, and here's one from, from Strell uh, mentioned short shorts have made a comeback. He says that on the, on the text. Whew. That was one, a surprise. I didn't see that one coming, but it, it sure has. And it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it gives you a little bit more mobility, seemingly. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> <laughs> we used to call them the, you know, back in the day, we had those in high school, my early, earlier days in high school. And we used to call them ooh babies. And when you rock the ooh babies, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I used to try to put them under my knees and do whatever I can. I just felt like they were cutting my uh, sack words, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. There is always I just I didn't feel comfortable, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> it really didn't work for me. I was always trying to, because, you know, I was a broad dude. I was always trying to get, man, I, I didn't feel free. But then I think they got, and then I went, I think it went overboard. And then, you know, we had Allen and the Fab Five, and it oh, went yeah. to down below your ankles. 
yeah, shorts going down, <laughs> down to your socks. And then yeah, that, that was not a good look either, right? Yeah. I liked I like John Stockton. He stuck through the era. He, he's he, even he when it became it. cool to have baggy clothes, he knew in the future short shorts would make a comeback. I'm not sure if that had anything to play with it, but he played better in short shorts, he thought, so he stuck with it. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of funny too, just to, to see the way that that changes. Cause over the years, I think I still have those. Sometimes when I go out and, and just play like uh rec league basketball, or just go play with some friends. Um, I still kind of pay attention to that because there are a few guys that will stick around, still have the, the big baggy pants and they're not going to change. And then there's other people, usually younger guys that are, are they're wearing shorter stuff. I, I try to stick in the middle. So I just don't stand out either way. Could you imagine Shaq in those? Oh no. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, yeah. okay. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. They had him during Wilt's time. You know what I mean? But Wilt was kind of a slender dude, you know, yeah. a, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Kareem was a slender dude. You know, those guys were slender, but could you imagine Shaq in the <laughs> Ooh Babies? <laughs> that would be hilarious, bro. I, I do you. love, too, the, uh, the, uh, the the draft day suits um, that, that people have had over the years, especially looking back on, I think the 2003 class is kind of notorious because at that time the style was big, baggy clothes, so they all had these big, baggy suits that looked like you could fit, like, two guys in them. Uh, so uh, that's always kind of fun to look back right. at. Samaki Walker, who we had on the other day, your friend, um, also has one of the most notorious draft suits because he had this really nice white uh, suit that he that he put, uh, like, like a fedora with hat, hat on with, too. It yeah, was kind of surprising back yeah. in those days. He was ahead of his time uh, looking that fresh, I think, at, in that draft day. So uh, all, all kind of fun. He's still a fresh <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. He's still a fresh dress guy. He, if yeah, you had that clean. fashion back, you know he lives in L.A., so you know L.A. is one of those places out of the New York and and places like that. So he he still keeps it fresh. <laughs> Drumstick on the text line says Allen Iverson era was the coolest. Bring back baggies, baby. So, uh, like I said, there's all <laughs> different types of opinions uh, on on fashion. And what I like about it actually nowadays is that basically, no matter what, it, whether it's fashion or anything, if you have an opinion, you can go. Find a bunch of people on the internet that agree with you, so you can feel like you're in the in the crowd. It doesn't really matter if there's if it's you know overwhelmingly dominant in the uh, in the culture or, or or overall just kind of in fashion. What you know, whatever the fashion experts would say is regardless. Now you basically can find a crowd uh, that agrees with you. So I kind of like that about yeah. modern day. Yeah, I mean TM, TMZ too. You know, he basically said he'd like to hear about some of the the different places I lived. I mean, I mean for me, it was a lot of different places that it was different cultures. It was different styles. I mean, I've lived in LA. I lived in DC. I lived in New York. I mean, when you, you look at the contrast between New York uh, and, and LA and so to speak, are are tremendously different. I think LA was Tim's and, you know, big, big jackets and, you know, the, the, the big uh, bubble jackets type, you know, and it was the, the, the beanies and, that was kind of the style up in the, in the North and the East at the time. And then in the South, it was, you know, it was t-shirts and uh, white tees and, and some shorts. And in LA, you could, depends if you, if you was a Vato, if you was, you know what I'm saying? It was, <laughs> yeah. it was the same thing. You know, you had your Dockers and your, you know, and, and that, that style was rocking back over there. And, and so there's, there's, it just depends where it is. The culture's kind of shift. It's not really across the board. Uh, but I've pretty much been a military kid. I've lived everywhere. I've seen everything, and it's it's just uh, you know there's just different vibes uh, that 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 coexist with those. 
I, I will say, and there's no detriment to the West. I, I'm not a very West Coast guy. West Coast guys, a lot of just it's a, those those um, the mentality there is who's who, who you know, who you you know, who you don't. I got a quick story on that. I um, uh, living in LA, you know, again, Cedric, Cedric's my my good buddy. He was living in Brentwood at the time, so I go down and visit him. We'd work out, and uh, we went to a party. He was like, "Yo, man, uh, uh, um, uh, Magic Johnson's throwing this party at this place." Blah blah blah. Cool. You know, we go. I get you know dressed up in a different way. I go in there. I'm a little early. I guess there's a time frame for when you go out in LA. Out in LA, you know, I'm sipping on some drink. People looking at you like, who's he? Um, uh, you know, you just kind of they just kind of <laughs> yeah. giving you those mean mug looks like, who's that guy? And then all of a sudden, you know, magic comes in. Magic comes up to to me. You know, we say hi. We exchange pleasantries. We talking a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. Thanks for coming straight. Boom, boom, boom. You know, all that. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, who are you? What, what? Are you? That stuff I can't stand. I do not oh, yeah. like that at all, my God. You needed the Magic Johnson rub at that party before anybody talked to you. That's, that's Man, yeah, that's the that's crazy thing about it. It's who you know and who you don't. Those types of yeah. things, that's, that's the one thing I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's uh, that. I guess that happens all around the world in party in parties, but uh, certainly probably kind of more the LA lifestyle, like you said. I did want to ask you this: as long as we're on, in the pa- in the fashion subject, um, when you played with the Grizzlies, did you guys were you aware that those were the coolest jerseys of all time, and we become just like a, a great throwback, or was it not as like understood at the time <laughs> that those were great jerseys? Because like Mike Bibby, I see those Mike Bibby <laughs> Vancouver throwbacks in just about every like Foot Locker or store that you walk by and no respect, disrespect to Mike Bibby. I love Mike Bibby. I mean, he's a great player, but you know, he's like all the other jerseys are like all time greats that are up there. Uh, and whether it's him or Bryant Reeves or whatever Vancouver Grizzly, they, they like, cause there's a short uh, span there. Um, they still get that run because those jerseys were just sick looking. Well, what's crazy was, and, um, and my phone's over there, man, beeping, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll get it when we get to the break. But um, the crazy thing about it, bro, is it, it was it was a love-hate relationship with Vancouver for me, right? And I know we're going to the playoffs when I was with the Knicks, and then you go to Vancouver, and you're like the bottom dweller, the bottom feeders of the NBA at that time, right? Uh, talented team. Team wasn't like overly just – just the organization just, – it just didn't rub me right with the organization. So those – that jersey, I just couldn't stand. I, I – I, I didn't couldn't stand it, not because of how cool they were. That's what I'm saying. It was a love-hate. I thought they were cool, but because I could not – like, I don't even claim Vancouver. Like, people say, oh, where'd you play? I, I don't even claim. Like, I, I'll be like, oh, Indiana, Milwaukee, New York. <laughs> I don't even claim Vancouver. <laughs> so I literally, I, I literally gave that jersey away. <laughs> And I've kept all, all my jerseys. They're like, I've got them in, in frames. My dad's got my Dallas ones. But um, other than that, I thought they were cool, but I couldn't. I gave it away, and I kind of hate I did now because I probably could have sold that thing for something. Oh, yeah. Some coin, some good coin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, those are those are, those it's are a classic throwbacks. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it did take Vancouver a while to kind of get off the mat. Almost, I don't even think they did until they got to Memphis. Uh, they did before they were a bottom yeah. team. So. But but there was a guy in Vancouver that was a highlight film, and his name was Stromile Swift. Oh when he yes. did that. When he did that, <laughs> that means he banged. On, yeah, when he hit you with that one, that means he banged on your head. 
Uh, oh yeah. yeah, he he was yeah he was one you sit on the bench. Ooh, you doing stuff oh, like yeah. that all night? Yeah, that he was, was from LSU, right? Was he from LSU? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was just a dunker. That guy was incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was. They, they had some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of of a guy that was uh, one of my favorites too. A few years later, was Hakeem Work. Uh, kind of that same type of, of length and could just throw it down. Now, Stroma was probably better at throwing it down, but I know Akeem did eventually get into the the the, the, the dunk contest. He didn't win it or anything, but um, yeah. it's just kind of fun to see those guys that can get up. Um, trying to think of that other guy at LSU. Remember Tyrus Thomas? I mean, he was drafted oh, yeah. like, in the top five. He was in five, Chicago basically. for a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. for his yeah. dunking skills. Uh, some of those guys that, that maybe didn't ever uh, have a, a great NBA career, I suppose, but – their dunking ability almost alone, I wouldn't say alone, but the highlight real portion of them seemed to help them in their draft stock. What about his name? Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Green, right? Gerald I think Green? it's Gerald Green. Ger- oh, yeah. Whoa. That guy the one that dunked and he blew the candle out. Like, he, he went oh, up, yeah. blew, blew the candle, <laughs> and, and he was so high that he – that cat right there could go to the heavens. I don't care what anybody say. But I happen to be at the – I was at the dunk contest, and I think you, know, you probably, if you went back and, and saw it on YouTube, uh, you would see me there. I was sitting next to, um, um, oh, shoot, who was I next to? Um, man, I, I couldn't remember. I was sitting sitting next to um, some, some wonderful people during that game, and when we saw Vince Carter during that dunk oh, contest yeah. for Vince Carter, boy. Oh, I was sitting next to Tim Duncan. And okay. you, you you would be able to see us there. We're like they're right there in front. And I'm talking about everybody and their mama was just like, <laughs> yeah. We're, was that the one? It was one of them ones where the you're looking and around. He just went done. Yeah. Yeah, it that part. Done. Yeah, that was one of the best ones we you know we ever saw. Yeah, that was that amazing. was iconic. Yeah, and Vince too. I, I think too uh, is always going to be remembered as a dunker. But that guy played until he's 43 years old and and had to change his game um, from pure athleticism to kind of fit the modern day style and it was just kind of cool it, 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 over the years he became one of the best three-point shooters so um yeah. Vince carter deserves a mm-hmm. lot more respect than just he gets um from the dunk contest and that sort of thing but once you watch him do that it's hard to think about anything else i mean could you have imagined him and tracy mcgrady staying together a little bit longer as oh, tracy yeah. matured you know what i'm saying yeah. uh, it, it, it's it reminds me similar of the fact of what boston maybe could have been if they allowed joe johnson to progressed to who he was he may not have maybe been because of you know just paul's you know just abilities and and you know of course twan getting him up uh he still would have been a great like like oklahoma city when they had durant westbrook and and uh james harden i mean it could have been something very similar to that if they would have kept him around but they ultimately came around they brought in the big ticket and then also added you know, um, when they added it, Ray Allen, I mean, that, you know, that was oh, yeah. something else. So to have Ray John Rondo, that that was a crew. I mean, that was like a four crew. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it was yeah. a good find with Ray John Rondo. And then, you know, adding those pieces around him, those great hustle pieces, you know, made him great. That's what it reminds me of. Just, just, dang, could you, there was some, just some unit, units that, man, if you could have just allowed them to just do what they do together. But there, there, there was a period, I think in that, that period, Bach, where, a lot of guys kind of wanted to do it on their own, right? They wanted to yeah, be different. Yeah. that guy, you know, they wanted to be that guy. And, and so it, it, you know, then all of a sudden the LeBron age comes and everybody's trying to, you know, yo, man, hey, yo, 
it's, yeah, it's free agency. Let's come on, <laughs> come on, get with me. You know, that started happening. But obviously during the 80s when you had the birds and the magics and the Isaiah Thomas, they're like, man, bump you, Michael Jordan, bump you. We trying to bust your head wide open. You know, it was that kind of flavor. But but and then it was kind of that that, you know, I'm going for mine. I'm trying to get that paper. You know, everybody is just kind of going for their own. So that was that period. And, and now we're back to uh, everybody partnering up. Well, and it's kind of interesting, too, because some of those those teams, I mean, they're they're at that that transition point. Um, like we've talked about with the Celtics, uh, there's been rumors, uh, not necessarily from the Celtics, but just from fans thinking maybe they should trade, break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And, and I just kind of think you're crazy. I mean, <laughs> I know it's not working right now. Try some other things. Don't break those guys up. But at the same time, you look at a pairing out with the Trailblazers with C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. And uh, for a time, LaMarcus Aldridge was there. And it just, you know, they stuck with it. And it, and it hasn't quite bloomed. So, I mean, that's always a possibility, too. Yeah. But, uh, it yeah, is, I, I just think I just think it, they just really Portland really only had three. I just don't think they did very good in the in in for a period in the draft where they have to because they're not a landing destination. They were good to keep Damian yeah. Lillard. That was a big surprise oh, yeah. that he stayed the course and stayed there with loyalty. Um, so you know, after Dirk and and the likes of them, there's there's not as much of that. Guys are kind of looking. They're chasing. They're chasing the next the next uh, dynasty or the next ring. Uh, Steph is holding on, of course, um, from where he began his run. So that's good to see that. Hopefully, he'll finish it there, and he may be probably the last of those those uh, generation of 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 guys sticking it out with the team in which they've come. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see that play out. Of certainly, this year the NBA feels wide open. Um, and we'll talk about more about that uh, later in the show. We'll have a hit in the hardwood segment again uh, with Strick to round out the show. But up next, we got to take a quick break. Um, but our, on the other side, uh, we do have uh, we, we're going to break down the Brian Applewhite hire a little bit, as well as look into some of the Nebraska basketball. So it's football and basketball talk uh, coming up with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. He'll join us every Thursday at 4:25. It's Thursday. It's 4:25. It's time to do it. That'll be next year on On the Block with Strick and Baca. 93.7 The Ticket.